too, so I can die with a smile on my face without feeling like the good Lord gypped me. Now this here story I'm about to unfold took place back in the early 90s, just about the time of our conflict with Saddam and the Iraqis. I only mention it because sometimes there's a man, I won't say a hero, because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man, and I'm talking about the dude here. Sometimes there's a man, well, he's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there. And that's the dude in Los Angeles. And even if he's a lazy man, and the dude was most certainly that, quite possibly the laziest in Los Angeles County, which would place him high in the running for laziest worldwide. This is Gutterballs, the Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of the film, The Big Lebowski. Stoner bowling movie, period piece, western. Providing insight. Spoiler alert, we're really right outside of Los Angeles. Commentary. They're genre hoppers. And conjecture. Did they have bowling in the Old West? That's one for the canon of the history of film. And now, Gutterballs. So here we are. Yep, minute number three. Minute number three. Which movie? The Big Lebowski? The Big Lebowski. Right. It's French. Right. It's French, man. The French. We're watching the French. <laughs> Danish scum. Oh, the French. Champagne. <laughs> you know, I discovered... Uh, that poor bastard. Well, listen, right? The Big Lebowski. That's funny, okay. isn't it? It's moderately humorous. I think it's pretty sure. funny. I, I've discovered... I can't say I've discovered this, but other people have obviously discovered this, and I've clued into this. If you start adding R's to things, it makes it very funny. I'll just leave it at that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. See? That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, so okay. The, the film. Minute three. We have some of the beach, the tumbleweed. The stranger is continuing his narration. I can't believe that we're still looking at this tumbleweed. Yes, honestly. I know. Like it's it's still there. It's th- almost three minutes, oh, more than two minutes of just watching a tumbleweed. Yep. But it's one and a half percent of the movie. I think is watching this tumbleweed. Well, we need to keep our eyes out as we continue if the tumbleweed returns as well. It's a good question. There could I've be a higher percentage. True. So we might eke up towards two percent yeah. if you're so, not careful. So okay, we can start. There's a couple of ways we can approach this, right? There's the, you know, let's let's look at you know, the details here. Or we can talk about, first start with the overarching theme, what I think is of this minute, and then kind of break it down. Or perhaps the overarching question. Um, Which would be, you know, this is where the stranger gets into the fact that uh, this takes place in the early 90s. About the same time. period piece. 
Yeah, right. exactly. So think about this, right? This movie came out in like '98, right? '98, right? But and it's set in 1990. Yeah, 1991. I think 90, it's 91. I don't know. We should probably know that. Anyway, let's put it this way: it came out like it's like seven years, seven or eight years, right? Difference. Right. Right. However, when we saw this movie for the first time, didn't you know the Iraq? first Iraq war seemed like such a ancient history this isn't By a comment 90. on the movie I'm doing at this well, point but yes but but consider now if we go seven years back 2005 let's say that seems like yesterday all I'm trying to say is we're old that's all that's all we're really we are old. old it's a product of the age we were when we saw it because we were younger then we were what 23 24 something like that so something like that, yeah a, ga- a gap of seven eight years represented a third of our lives a gap of seven years now represents a mere yeah. fifth of our lives so i was so. yeah i was thinking about this concept today and students about to start college now this coming mm-hmm. fall were either just born or I'm not, not born like when we started college. So anyway, I'm putting that out there. What I'm going to say, all I'm trying to say is like death, you know, it stalks us. But okay, that wasn't a... So, <laughs> so the early 90s, right? You really set this off on a moribund course here. Well, that's, you know, I think it's good to be aware of uh, mortality in, in all things. But I suppose. So it's the early nineties. It's our time with our conflict with Saddam and the Iraqis, as the stranger mentions. Um, but he says he mentions this. I'm gonna parap- I'm gonna cut all of the little parentheticals and stuff around and say he mentions it because and he's talking about the dude here. He's the man for his time and place. The man for the time and place. This time being early nineties, about the time of a conflict with Saddam. In Los Angeles, as he says. Right. So right there, I think that sets up perhaps the key to unlocking this whole movie. Maybe. Or maybe it's completely meaningless. I don't know. It might be a trick. It might be subterfuge. I I just... Okay. What does it mean? I'm Okay. I set it up. I served it. Adam, there. You take it. What does it mean? It's set in the context of the conflict with Saddam, Saddam, and the Iraqis. And he makes a connection to basically H. And by H, of course, I'm referring to George H. Bush as opposed to Mm -hmm. W. Yes. George Herbert Walker Bush. Herbert George H.W., if you will. Yes. But I don't like to put the W in there because W is a very... We know who W is. Right. H.W., that could get confusing. So yeah, I it's just, just so it much H. more bizarre, I think, to have the differentiation. It's so much more somehow American and like elite to say, like, all right, you have H.W. and then just normal W. And, yeah, H.W., and, H, and H.W. came first. How can we differentiate this guy? Let's take the H out. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Subtract the H. And there you have there it. There you go. You got a whole new dude without the H. 
what did what did H W H W Herbert Walker accomplish in the first Iraqi conflict? At the risk of getting a little too political, but mm-hmm. we're, we're keeping it in the context of this movie. What did he accomplish? There were there'd be some who'd argue he accomplished nothing, and that's why W had sure. to come along and finish the job, yes. so to speak. What does the dude accomplish in this movie? Well, not a whole hell of a lot. He gets a new rug, mm. but he had a rug to begin with, you know? Yeah. He got mitterated upon, and he got a new one. But he really ends up in much the same place he was. So is that the connection that they're trying to make, saying that he's the man for his time and place, not a hero? Because what's a hero? Just a man. Right. Or is it simply the fact that, you know, I would like to think it has something to do with the fact that, uh, you know, so you do have someone like, like, like George H.W. Bush, right? And I might say, okay, or even, you know, let's say the big Lebowski himself, not the dude, but the big Lebowski. Right. Um, The bums have lost, you know, uh, maybe, you know, this is like. The bums will always lose. It, so I guess ultimately, right, is Lebowski shown, and by, by Lebowski I mean the dude, is the dude shown in a positive light overall in this movie? Because, and I think he might be, I think part of it is the question of, you know, well, being think... able to just not, it's okay to not do anything. It's okay to be lazy. It's okay, right? I mean, is he able to simply just, roll with the punches, right? There's a lot of um, talk, you know, about the whole, some kind of connection between the dude and this Buddhist philosophy, which that could be a good topic. I, I think we need, we might do that in a different time, but I, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a moment where he's listening to the bowling championship from 75 or whatever it is, where we might get into the whole Zen thing. Yeah. But. Um, is he shown in a positive light? Yeah, I'd say definitely. I mean, you remember 98, 99? We took to drinking Caucasians shortly after yeah. watching this movie. Well, there's definitely some kind of, yeah, like you, you, yes, you end up emulating this dude, right? The dude. Because he, he is what we all aspire to be in some ways because he right. doesn't do shit. He just yes. sits around. And Imagine if, that, not having to and, do shit well, every well, day. And it's, in a way, it's glorified, right? In the sense that he, you know, he, he doesn't worry, right? He doesn't have any problems. We're all clinging on to, oh, we have these jobs and these things we right. do. And we, you know, but he's able to just let that all go and drink <laughs> his Caucasians. Throw some rocks, throw some, drink some Caucasians yeah. and... You know, he had some bowling. That's the closest thing to anything he really cares about. But right Un- until his rug is mitterated upon, and yep. then all of a sudden he's got some worries. Yeah, and that's when well, Walter. It all goes to shit. I mean, we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but that's well, yeah, Walter is the one that agitates that. You know, Walter represents another voice, a completely different, opposite voice, right? Another force that acts upon the dude in that case. True. They pee on your rug, right? It's a good point. So I want to mention that 
I don't remember if I've mentioned it already, but this is the first minute of the film where we get a visual on an actual character. We get yeah. to see somebody. Besides the dudes outside the taco stand, we get to mm-hmm. see... Yep, an actual human. An actual human. A being human that who... will eventually have speaking lines in this. Right. He's not a tum- he's not a film. tumbleweed. No. And yeah. And and we have our first location, really, because we were in the Ralph's, the Ralph's grocery store. And I found the location of this Ralph's actually. I love it. Um I did a little cheating. I I looked on his checks now. That's jumping ahead to the next minute, but I found the address on the dude's checks. And this Ralph's, I believe, is right around the corner, more or less, from that address. It's maybe two miles. Um, But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it's supposed to be set. Now, the dude would definitely go to the closest Ralph's. Well, when he's out of half and half for his Caucasians, my friend, all haste is required. And did you notice the hanging a production note as we enter the grocery store? We're dollying in now. Um, The dude has not rounded the corner. In the extreme left of the frame, there are a couple stacks, not stacks, bundles of hanging salamis. Okay. And I'm looking at, so this this abuts the dairy aisle now, but it's a separate little section here. Is this the place for hanging salamis, or did they put it there to exaggerate the movement of the dolly? Because you like to have something in the foreground to dolly past, to, to give that sense of movement. If everything's in the distance, then it's hard for the viewer to realize that we're moving through space. So if you put something closer to the lens, you can move past it. So did they dress the scene up with those salamis, or do you think those salamis were hanging there? It looks like there might be some lunch meat-esque things going on, but I, I can't quite tell. It looks like some tubs of salsa, some scrapple, like what appears to be a bag of broccoli. What what are these items here in this first area? Bags of broccoli, yeah. I don't I know what these are. Of salsas. Like some juices or something. Crab bisque or something, yeah, juices. And then you have in the extreme foreground on the left these salamis. Yeah. Is that where they'd be? I don't know. Possibly. Well, that could be, well, you know, I think this is a question of, I mean, partly it's a chicken and egg question. Salamis were there, but that's also partly why they started the shot there as well. Uh, You know, I'm of the opinion that they're going to manipulate every piece of this frame to suit their needs. So it's not like they'd find a part of the grocery store, especially since he's coming there for a specific purpose. And that's to get half and half. So they do need to be in the dairy aisle. But they're going to dress up this. And it's only, 
you know, it's only in the frame for three seconds, maybe, as they dolly past it. I just wonder. I imagine being a PA and somebody, the art director, the production manager, production designer coming up and saying, we need one of those hooks that comes out and extends 14 inches out from the thing and it clips onto the rail so we can hang something and we can dolly past. What are we going to hang? I don't know. Find something to hang. Here, these salamis. Come on. Chop, chop, chop. We're behind schedule. Just hang some salamis there. It's okay. Who knows? I can imagine it happening, though. I've been in that position before. But maybe it's just uh, lunch meat town. Like, what are these things? See, there's these uh, one, two, that's four levels high, and they look like individual serving puddings. You know, you get the, the pudding, the, like the six-pack of individual puddings. They, they're turned around, though. So you can't see the labels. So maybe that was a bit of, um, I don't know. In Friends, when they're drinking their rolling rocks, their, their hands are covering the rolling rock logo and name so they don't have to worry about copyright or trademark or whatever. So I've been in this position where you frame up what looks to be an amazing shot First, basically, first shot of the movie where you're seeing some action now. You gotta get to know the character, so you want it to be cool. And they've got the dolly there. They've, you know, been in this supermarket for hours, dressing it up, making it look awesome. And they start dollying in, and it's like, I'm just not seeing the movement that I want. We're not covering enough ground. We can't dolly faster, but it needs to look like we're covering more ground. I want the movement to be more drastic. So they solve that by putting something in the foreground to dolly past, and that helps exaggerate the movement. So my question was, do you think that the salamis that are hanging off the edge of this aisle here were placed there by the production crew? Or do you think that's an honest to goodness, like end cap, not an end cap, but whatever, an actual display that was there from the grocery store? I contend that it was placed there. Oh, without a doubt, it enhances the scene. No argue about that. What I will say is if I were to, let's say, scrub past that and then start... Um... <clears throat> past that right i still get even without those salamis a, a real strong sense of movement and i i don't know that i miss that right but without a doubt it enhances the scene so it does i guess the question is happy accident details. or or in, in, or yeah intentional and i don't know i can't really answer that Cause look at that. That's, I mean, it's a I would giant... defer to your expertise in this case. I'm gonna say they placed it there because it's two hanging sacks of salami, one on top of the other, and they stick way out, and it just doesn't seem like that's where the the salami doesn't need to be refrigerated. That kind of salami. That's a tube of salami that can be in a just a dry, regular room temperature area. It's not 
like sliced and packaged like a lunch meat. These are logs, salami logs. And when you see well, those... So in that case, they've just totally like shattered the realism of the film for me by <laughs> placing them there. That's cool. we, they would never be there in any movie, so this these guys are obvious idea. hacks. Hacks, we should stop this podcast. It's done. Yes. It's over. This They're is now clearly... the podcast to destroy Lebowski <laughs> and shatter the illusion. In that vein, now look over to the right. And I just, I'm asking for some help here. There are these, like, Total Recall-esque, like, upright booths here. It says Dairy Products. And there's three or four of them. Do you see them? I Over on the right now. I'm trying to get that to load right now. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. There they are. The dairy product booths. Dairy products. Dairy product booths. Now, I, I've seen things like this, and usually they put them right at the entrance of the store, where here's your bread, your eggs, your milk. If you're just coming in to get those, you boom, you grab it, you get... Right. This is this is not that, because this is clearly now down at the end of the row, and you have to go around the corner. Yeah. The well, not to it? mention the fact opposite is dairy products, right? <laughs> right. This is so all dairy, dairy products. products uh, yeah. Opposite other dairy products. It's an entire aisle of dairy products. So, what what is that doing? And what's what are the items in there? What products do they do they hold? Is this I mean, a, it a looks n- like 1990s eggs. thing? It looks like a giant thing of eggs. Right? Well, you know, having never been to Los Angeles or in a Ralph's, I mean, I don't know how they do things there. That could, Might be, just part be, of, a, that could be part of the aesthetic. A quirk of their culture, as it were. Yeah. We here on the East Coast just can't understand. <laughs> you know, it's the, there's a lot of little things like that. And for a minute I thought, you see the the little sign... They have little signs sticking out. It's, it's framed in red, and then it's, I don't know, advertising some cheese or something. For a minute, I thought that was one of those uh, automatic coupon dispensing Right, yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was as well. Do they have those anymore? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Oh, it is so hard to scan through this with Netflix. It's not impossible. It's not ideal. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a just a set-top player and putting it there and putting the Blu-ray yeah. in. Yes. So, yeah, no, yeah, no, those are just little... Uh, They're just little know. advertisements, right. really. Now, keep in mind, you have that mirror there. To exaggerate. Look, how the abundance well, of... Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I, I see that in you know supermarkets a lot, but you know, know looking helps. at this you know looking at this shot again and again as the camera dollies forward, it does you know if you really look at that you know of course looking at it the first time you don't even notice it, but you know it yeah. is bizarre and disconcerting the the effect that mirror creates like. You think that there's more salsa on the other side of this white bar, but really, no, it's not that at all. There's a, it's, it's really a mirror. Right, it's surprise, it's cheeses. Yeah. And again, Man, is that I a really choice? I really want some of that salsa right now. 
Is that a choice, though? Or is that just... Well, this is where the half and half is, so... Now oh, this would be cool. We'll just frame it up here. Maybe they even installed the damn mirror. You don't know. I doubt it. You know? I doubt it. But, you know, there, there's crews. There's 100 people. There's 150 people all working to make this the best shot it can possibly be. I want a mirror. It's got to be a mirror there. So it looks like it's extending past, but then we're going right. to dolly past it and, oh, surprise, Jesus. Oh, look, there is one of those coupon things right there on the other side of the mirror. Check it. I'm looking at it. That I can't say definitively, but, yeah, I, I would say that, that was that nah, appears to be. Nah, it's a coupon be. thing. Look at that. And there there is more salsa on the other side right behind the coupon thing. In fact, I think that's a coupon for salsa. You probably got 50 cents off that salsa. There's no salsa on the other side. What are those? Or do you mean like way further back? No, not There's right like there. Tubs. You see the coupon dispenser? If we're looking at the same thing, who knows, man? Well, this right, is the first mirror, right past the first mirror. Right past the first mirror. On the bottoms, all the white cheeses. Uh huh. Some fresh mozzarella and whatnot. Yep. I love some pizza crusts, pizza shells. Yeah. Well, pizza. Shells. Oh yeah, maybe. Pizza shells. Pizza shells. Pizza shells. Mom, I would like a pizza shell, please. <laughs> pizza shell. You can't eat that pizza. It's not. There's no shell. It's not Hasn't encrusted been in shelled. A, yeah. It's not shelled properly. So, what is this open-faced pizza that you speak of? This is just sauce with cheese melted on top of it. What the? <laughs> There's frick? no shell. How can you eat this? What kind of barbarian are you? <laughs> But, look, there's salsa there. I'm telling you. Do you see the coupon dispenser? Yeah. What are those green-lidded containers with the red substance? Oh, it's pizza sauce, then. If this is like cheese and pizza shells, that must be pizza sauce. I have no flipping clue what you're talking about, but that's all right. Do you I, see the, I, the coupon dispenser? You see yeah, the coupons? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see the dispenser, and I see the mozzarella cheeses. I see no green containers. Well, what maybe were they I, green with what? This is Maybe I'm at the next section here. I'm at the section before the half and half section with the dude looking at his stuff. Oh, I see it. I just had to go forward a little bit. My frame, yeah, yeah. it had not... It's actually right at that dispenser right okay. before it. Like, gotcha. I could just... To me, it looked like the... Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, who knows what it is. Pizza sauce, maybe. I bet it's pizza sauce for the pizza shells mm, and cheese. Pizza sauce. Pizza shells. Pizza yeah. shells. Pizza sauce. Yeah, this is a whole pizza area. Yeah. And I bet that's probably uh, pepperoni up there in mm -hmm. the top. You know, the packages yeah. of it. Which is could also be maybe that's all that stuff hanging was pepperoni. Hey, right, maybe it's influencing or motivating the hanging salamis. Yeah. And then we have another mirror. Another mirror, and again, probably just there, but maybe right. they insisted on putting it there. Those are what the dividing, the the, the dividers within uh, supermarkets oh, are, are mirrors. They're reflective surfaces. Classic you know, just... Sorrento ricotta, ricot, I like to call it ricot. Mm-hmm. And then... So then past the mirror, we got cookie dough. 
And then oh, above, yeah. love that cookie dough. So here's the thing that's weird. Like what? So so there's the dairy section. There's all the different milks. The dude is looking at the half and halves. There's a, an abundance of half and half as well. What is above him? Like what is hanging with way up top? Yeah, they're like little aprons or little like dish towels or something. Bathing suits, maybe like. I think there was some wrapping paper, or like if you go, if you rewind about ten seconds, there's. This is near the salami area. There's some wrapping paper. It's just that random stuff, that, they put up there. Like yeah, here's a dish towel. Here's a pair of sunglasses. You know, here's a display of, you know, lobster, adorned, aprons. Just stuff. Impulse buys, we'll call them. Ooh, yeah. I need a lobster-adorned apron. Maybe some flip-flops. Flip-flops. This is Los Angeles. I've bought multiple flip-flops. Like just cheap At grocery stores. Right. Oh, I just need a pair of flip-flops. I can't believe I, I forgot even my bought damn flip-flops. a pair of flip-flops at a grocery store in Los Angeles. We'll see. There you go. Is that a true story? I'm living. That's a true story. Or did you you made that up a little bit? I did bit, not make that up. I was in Los Angeles. Um, we were close to the beach. We walked a couple blocks into a grocery store, bought some stuff to eat for lunch. But I only had like I had like sneakers on. I'm like, this sucks. I don't be on the beach with this walking around in sneakers anymore. But I picked and by, we had, by way to check out. There was like flip flops on a thing. I was like, all right. And they were ridiculous. I think I spent like thirty dollars on them. But I was like. <laughs> How often am I in Los Angeles? I'm, I I need flip flops down here. Fine, they have me. It's like you know, price gouging, whatever. Fine, okay, I'll I'll pay it. Right. You you'd never dream of doing that bit. at your local groceries market. Right. Right. Thirty dollars for flip flops. What are you crazy? Los Angeles. It's like sure. on a trip. Sure. Let's hey, do it. That is worth it. That's convenience. So yeah, dish towels, who knows what that stuff is. T-shirts, I shopped at Ralph's, you know, who knows. Mm-hmm. I, I went to Mendocino, is that how you pronounce that, Mendocino? Or is it Mendocino, like pepperoncini? I don't know. I think it's Mar- Mendocino. Maraccino cherry. <laughs> so Mendocino then. So there's these banners here. And they're Ralph's really obnoxious. Like, their, their, their slogan, first in Southern California. Yes. I don't know what that means. That doesn't seem like an accurate, like, it's not a good, like, I don't know, is that the right message they want to be conveying to their customers? It's like first in customer service, first in sales, you know, because the, the first banner says more people shop at Ralph's than... Any other supermarket. Well, the word first in both the both the red banner and the white banner is like italicized. So it's like the emphasis is really on first. First. Right? It doesn't matter what we're first in, but we know people like firsts. We're going to go to the first. Well, maybe they're like the... Whoever's first. So this, we're the first. We're the first in Southern California. First for what? Well, first to have a majority of people like us. First... Supermarket ever to be here. First about, to offer to cash your checks. First to sell $30 flip-flops. We are the first. First one you're going to come across if you go looking for a grocery store. Because we've got one on every corner, damn it. 
And the dude knows it because he went looking for the closest half and half he could find. And the first grocery store he came across, Ralph's. He wouldn't have cared if it was a Bilo, a Safeway, a Shoppers, a Giant. He wouldn't care. Yeah. But the first one he came across, so, of course, Ralph's. So I'm going to get a little ahead of myself, right? But I kind of can't expect the scene. John Goodman. Okay. One of his favorite, one of his most important roles is that of King Ralph. And here gonna, we are, another John Goodman film with a Ralph featuring prominently. I have not. Did seen, they in, did they intend that? I've not seen the movie. I don't know. <laughs> now, being that Ralph's is first in Southern California, it could be a coincidence. But it I know there be. are there are bylaws out there, and when you bought your flip flops, you were not shopping at a Ralph's. No, it was not a Ralph's. It was something like I don't know if it was even a chain. It could have been. It was something I didn't recognize. It was some kind of like, you know, really expensive type of thing that had all kind of gourmet stuff. Like this was like you know some upscale section of town I was in. It, that, it's actually you know clearly I'm really it had flip, bad flip with, flops you know, on a rack. It's clearly very yeah, upscale. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you know, like we got like from the deli some kind of crazy, you know, bean salad. Ooh, <laughs> bean salad with your pizza you make shell. bean salad on a pizza shell. <laughs> Aren't we fancy? We're in L.A. We're gonna have eat some quinoa on that, right? Just. Steam up some quinoa, some roasted coconut flakes. So here he is. I love LA. Do you? I do. I really do. I've only been there twice, but both times I I really liked it. I know a lot of people can be down on that area, but I've just had good experiences there, and I like the whole vibe there. Even if the traffic is crazy, you just don't. I can avoid that. I'm like I can be like the dude. Right. Smog. I've been there once. I was like 10, maybe. So I wouldn't call that a informative experience. I liked it. My impression of L.A. was kind of like it was... This is going to sound weird. But it was kind of like a Starbucks. But like even the outside was like you're inside a Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> if that so makes any sense. Some and sort of... This Paul McCartney, new Paul McCartney album playing. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere, it, like everything, like even like, oh, like this trash can. Oh, there's an intersection. There's a bench. I don't know. Oh, here's, oh, you want a soda? Well, here you go. It's in like a fancy cup. I don't know. It's hard to describe what I mean by that. And does that really explain why I like the place? I don't know. I think it's like because it, it was sunny and there was lots of stuff there, but... I don't know. It had it had this weird vibe. This weird like, yes, we've like packaged everything up. Like everything is made to look nice. But in this weird Starbucks kind of facade, this like thin patina that I'm not interested in violating in any way. I'm just like I'm going to go with the illusion here. Right. Right. This Why is would where, you This is where dreams that? come true. I'm yeah. here. All right. Let's you've go arrived. Yeah. Versatile solutions to modern living. There you go. I don't know where we went there, but the dude's picking up this half and half, and this is one of my favorite moments of this movie, and maybe what kept me from not walking out, because I don't know if I've ever walked out on a movie, but, you know, it wasn't 
I didn't know what I was looking at, but this, this moment here where he opens the half and half, sniffs it, because he's trying to find the one that has, you know, the best expiration date, mm-hmm. and he sniffs it and sniffs it and looks around. Well, I don't want to spoil the surprise for the next minute, but he opens it up and like, like puts his nose right in the thing, right in there and just sniffs it. I really liked that because he mm. wanted to make for gull darn sure that thing was fresh. He needs some fresh half and half for his Caucasians. It's hilarious. Juxtaposed with the stranger's VO of he's the man for his time and place. And he's right. weighing the two. You know, it's like, and this is, this is what he's doing. Checking the expiration dates on half and halves for his white Russians. Does that go against the fact that he's lazy? Because if What's I that? go to buy half and half, I just buy the first one. I don't even read the damn thing. It could also be indicative of his, you know, uh, financial situation, which is going to be a little, you know, there'll be more clues about that in the next minute, I believe. But Well, you get some clues if his by his wardrobe. does not exact tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who goes to a Ralph's, first in Southern California, dressed in a robe and flip-flops, mismatched shorts and wife beater t-shirt and sunglasses at night only the dude probably so i think you're right it's more to do with his financial situation than than but uh, it goes to show you know being you know when you don't have a lot of money things are harder in some ways which goes against what we talked earlier about him just being so totally chill and zen like with everything but you know if the hardest work you have to do it's choosing between is half choose between and two half and halves. You're living pretty good then. He's a, you know. I want to go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say. Well, so you know, it's hard for me to tell where this ends and begins. So we we get up to the point. He, he picks up the first half and half, shoves his nose in there, and that's where this episode ends, right? Today's episode, the laziest in Los Angeles County. Yeah, and he shoves his nose. Exactly. Yeah. It's all his I nose is I'll, in. There. I have to save this for the next, the next, the next. I'll save well, this for the next. Part. Well, here's one for you then. As we, you know, we have our first almost close up to end this episode, but this outfit that the dude is wearing was auctioned off for $20,000. $21,000, actually. That's all. That's it. You know, you'd think that would have gone for six figures. Well, I think it's an investment. True. You know, whoever bought that. Well, this podcast is helping to drive up the, the value of that outfit. Actually, I have a confession to make. I was the one who actually purchased that outfit. This is all my money-making scheme right now. <laughs> it's clever, I'm hoping man. to make at least $2,000 on this whole deal. I think, you know, that's doable. And what what brand is this half and half? 
It's got some gentleman adorning the side of it there, like Roy Orbison or something. Look at that. Who is that there on the side of that half and half container? I'm, I'm zooming in. I'm, I'm... So like Harry Conniff. Harry Conniff Jr. That's even. just like the generic half and half, man. What's He's he like, doing? Why do you is have he half love... and half? Yeah, what is he doing? What does he love half and half so much for? I mean, well, what, like, it, what, like, it looks to me here. Let me get in a little closer. It looks to me like he's like, he's like a waiter. He has like a little like towel like over. He has his hand out a little like towel over it or something. Oh, I thought that was a cuff. I mean, it could be some kind of giant freaky cuff. So he's he's serving then he's serving a yeah it's like half and half half and to a you, cat you, or something yeah you know you are you know this half and half this is your ticket to a life of opulence pretty much <laughs> I have it and then you've got the country croc up there I had a weird relationship with country croc growing up. I thought it was pretty fancy, you know? Ooh. Oh, look at that. Dad's getting the country croc today. Oh, we are living tonight, buddy. I'm going to slather some of that on a piece of bread. Yeah. It's pre-softened, well, you know? Exactly. Mm. Try to take, like, your traditional butter or oleomargarine. You destroy and to, your like, bread. Put that on a piece of, like, Stroman's white bread. Yeah, you what couldn't bread? do it. The butter would just pulverize the bread. Completely like imagine a slice decimated. of bread with a stick of butter just going through the middle of it perpendicular. Like that, that's, that's pretty much my experience. Or just, like, all right. or just put the, the pat of butter and then just wrap the bread around it. That right. would have been a better strategy. Yeah, that was but a this, strategy. This crunchy crock stuff, you just, right. it just slides through it like butter. And then you, you know, slide it right on. What I loved as a kid... Taking, so okay. One, I'm gonna. This could just may disturb some of you. Chef Boyardee beef ravioli in a can. Beefy. I like that. Beefy, very beefy. And then when you were done, you had all the sauce left over. Mm-hmm. Take a piece of bread and butter. Has to oh. have butter. White bread with the butter, and you dip that in there. That's good. With the sauce. Oh. No. No, that's really like, good. To like a you know like third grader, there was no finer cuisine. No, that's it. You, you're done. That is the best. Yep. And I've seen them. There's there's restaurants that do spaghetti sandwiches and that kind of stuff. I've I've thought of opening a restaurant that featured spaghetti sandwiches. You know, but it's mainly like you said about that sauce and the butter. And the yeah. bread. Yeah. So I can totally get behind that. And then what do you have on top? Oh, parquet. It's not butter. It's par- yeah, parquet. Imperial. I remember that too. Now, when's the last time you bought any of Country Crock, Imperial, Shed Spread? Remember Shed Spread? Yes. When was the last time you bought any of those items? This morning. Well? No, not really. I wish so. I bought so what I've started using recently. Try out 
again, a tub of like kind of softened spread. I have Olivio. Yeah, made Olivia's, with olive oil. It's pretty good. Well, it's supposed, you know, it's supposed to be more healthy. Right. I'm it's actual the, food. I'm watching my numbers. Some Olivio. That's what I got in my fridge right now. Yeah, Olivio like and up. some kind of like I don't know what brand, but some kind of like actual butter. Yeah. But I want to live high on the hog. If you're gonna go pre-softened artificial butter, I think Olivio is the way to go. Enjoy it, and you can actually melt that down in a saucepan and use it to saute or brown things up. Actually, yeah. works pretty Did, good. Yeah. Did you um? Have you ever had? I believe it's called Brummels and Brown. Brummels and Brown. I think that's what it's called. Is this Brummels a product and brown. or a dish? See, ours make makes? things funny. It's it's like a buttery type thing in a in a tub. Did you? But did I guess it's add, supposed to be he- it's supposed to be healthy. I didn't add the R's. Did you add an R in there? No, Is I didn't. Trick? I, I did no trick. It's made from <laughs> yogurt, I think. Again, it's Rumbles supposed to be like brown. better for your heart or something than regular butter, not loaded up with all the cholesterols, the bad cholesterols. Right. Yeah. Butter so is food, though. Cream. It's actual food. Yeah, you got light sour cream. Oh, free. Smart balance. So I'd love to take a... I wouldn't really love to do this, because I don't like to destroy. I don't like to tear down. But I guess if I was that type of person, and I would just say I would love to do this simply for the pure insanity of it. Look at all these brands. Look at the artwork on these things. I'm sure you can discover, oh, this was in 1991. Just by looking Smart at balance and not switch to that green style tub until the end of 94. Well, that's a good point. Like, there's no way that they went to the trouble of getting back back catalog items of all the country crocs and the shed spreads and the imperials and all of that and making sure that they were year specific yeah there's just no way so you're right these are probably it's totally breaking it for me right now because i know that country croc they did update that after no i don't know yeah no i think country croc that design has been kind of timeless there may be slight variations but so going so this whole idea of this ninety one like what what is again really the purpose in in this sense I mean if there is any purpose at all because I almost hesitate to say anything in this movie has a purpose right it kind of either it. all has a Re- huge wait, repeat. Or none of it has either and that might be partly the whole point of the movie is does you know I'm talking in general about a lot of the things in this movie and if any of them really have a purpose. So, like, does the fact that this is 1991 have any purpose? Really? And, I mean, what in this movie... So, is there anything in this movie, like, A, that could be different if it was actually taking place, let's say, in in actually, let's say, in the late 90s versus the early 90s? Aside of, perhaps, the size of the cell phone is one thing that comes to my mind rather quickly. Um, Right. Other than that, I don't. I don't know. Again, you know, I mean, the key is. I mean, the stranger does tie it directly to the dude being the man for, his time and place. For his time and place. I have an opinion on this. I will share it with you. 
making a period movie is insurance against your movie becoming immediately dated by the styles, by the country croc logo, by just the look of it, right? So even going back, like this movie did, seven years, eight years, even just that much, Mm -hmm. that look and feel is firmly entrenched. It's there. You can't change it. So all you're doing then is replicating it. And as long as you replicate it good enough, your movie won't become dated. But if you try to make it yeah, very that's now, very true. like this movie is very so right. modern. It's Look how slick and awesome it is. Two years later, five years later, it's going to look stupid. Ten years later, it's ridiculous. Right. So maybe well, that's the only reason they did it. Well, and it everything gives else you, is trappings. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a chance as a filmmaker to understand, right? Like right now, I don't understand what my iPhone or what my computer or my search engine, right? Oh, I'm going to see like Google something, right? Like, what is that going to look like to people in five years from now? Right. Well, I have no idea. I know what 2005 is going to. I have some distance from that. I'm able to set something like that more objectively and then visually style it and include things, right? Include a style of dress or a certain piece of technology and understand it. Wow, that was stupidly ridiculous, right? Or this is something that's incredibly significant. But so you can lends- understand that. If you're in the actual moment, you don't know, right? And then again, look at things like that. Like, I mean, there's so many, especially with, like, yeah, computers, right? So many movies where it's like, oh, look at our computer. So right. some kind of weird 3D virtual reality. Right. You know, let's, uh, yeah, let's put on these glasses. And, oh, I'm navigating files with my right. hands through three dimensions. And it's like, well, that's just weird. That never really took off. That never really happened. No. I, I you know, they keep trying, though. It's like yes, we're we are navigating. It's like the right. the net starring Sandra Bullock. Right. I don't I think remember, I've seen it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd have to re. Or what's the one with Keanu Reeves? It. The Matrix. No, come on. The Matrix is, that. is cool. Before that's still actually a cool movie. That is cool. Before he's some like. Point Break. No. Bill and Ted's a... Bogus Journey. <laughs> A walk in the clouds. Stop! You're Did killing you me, one? man. The river's edge. Uh, remember the river's edge. Feck. Come no, on. I don't remember that one. No, he's, Keanu he gets, Reeves. He gets plugged into the. To I the know, Matrix. It's just the Matrix. I don't know. Come on. Speed. No. Little Buddha. Even cowboys get the blues. I Much to do about nothing. Dracula, I, my own I, private Idaho. Just want to point break. Now. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Thank you. Yes. Yes, that is extremely dumb. And I watched it for the first time in, I want to say, 1999. It came out in 1995. It was already very dumb looking. Yeah. Very dumb looking. Right. And, but. 
I'm sure I've, in 95 it was like yeah. had some elements of really yeah. awesomeness. Yeah, I've actually never never seen it, but read yeah, the description. No, exactly. A data courier carrying a data package literally inside his head. <laughs> Too large to hold for a long must deliver it before he dies from it. I mean, read it. Look at it. How can you not want to watch that? I guess it's pretty easy. Anyway, the, that movie disclosure. got dated really quickly. And The Big Lebowski has aged not a whit. Very true. Very true. Disclosure. Go for it. Well, Disclosure with Michael Douglas. It had some kind of... I could be remembering this wrong. I just remember there was much ado about its weird... Like, they had some weird... Um, you know... Interface, some. You got the loudest thing. keyboard in the solar system. What keyboard? I can hear every tap 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 tap. tap Just tap. the MacBook Pro keyboard. Really? It's my yeah. fancy mic, I think. Oh, that must be it. I mean, assuming that you're hearing me through the same mic that's recording, I, I'm not even. 100% yeah, it's sure, getting louder as you lean that way. If I lean yeah. this way, it's louder. Yes, it's, it's yeah. very so much that's louder. that one. Sorry. That's your blue. What is it? This is the the blue Yeti. Blue Yeti, yeah. Nice. And it's in. I don't know. It has all these different little pictures. Like some are like two circles next to each other. Some are two circles overlapping. I picked the two circles that are kind of overlapping. And I'm recording in stereo mode. I think it sounds pretty rad. But anything sounds better than what I had before. So, Michael Douglas is just like hefting a. a a woman grabbing her buttocks onto himself. Yep, the me more. Cover. Oh, is that the oh, me? It was, a, it was a steamy film. Was it? But it had some sort of... A computer specialist is sued for sexual harassment by a former lover turned boss who initiated the act forcefully, which threatens both his career and his personal life. Yeah, a computer specialist. He specializes... In computers. Right. Holy like, shit, man. What do you specialize in? Computers. Papers. <laughs> right. I specialize in papyrus. Cuneiform. <laughs> oh. Show me your stylus. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. happened. How did we get? I don't know, but that? I think you're right, though. I it's think a you're right. Piece. I, it's a period theme. piece, and it makes a lot of sense to do that. That's why I think this we've movie, just gone over the advantages. Yeah, this movie is as relevant today as it was in '98. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm sticking to it. Don't care. Mm-hmm. I think the next minute coming up. Might be my favorite minute. No, I can't. That's just ridiculous. No. Every time I say that, I say it every time. No, yeah. this is my favorite minute. Nah, but there is a moment in there that's one of the good ones. Top top one hundred moments, we'll say. Right. I think we're getting into the now that we got over this initial couple two tree moments here. Right. We're ready to start getting into the territory where every moment is Had- gonna have a beautiful aspect to it a totally beautiful yeah beautiful quality especially when you have 
60 seconds worth of those moments. There's going to be many of them in every minute. Like this one was really, this one only had two of those moments, I would say, where he's, he's judging, he's weighing and judging the two half and halves, and then where he shoves his nose into the container. But that's pretty good right. for three minutes into the film to have two right. beautiful well, moments. Well, even, I don't know if this is really, a, so this isn't like a defining Lebowski moment, whatever it is, but he, I mean, just laying eyes on this character for the first time. He right. comes around the corner in his crazy sandals and bathrobe. And it's like, all right, buckle up. Why is he wearing this bathrobe? What month? Do we have any idea what time of year it is? And is it ever chilly enough to have to wear a bathrobe? Or did he feel like he was more dressed up if he put the bathrobe on? Yeah, good question. I mean, I seem to... Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we get a clue as to. I mean, it could be it could be year. chilly. It could be his. Um, you know, maybe he just needs to use the pockets. It's oh, his that's utility true. belt. That's true. Now, what about the? We didn't maybe really touch on the good. sunglasses too much. Why is he wearing sunglasses? Is it because he's stoned to bejesus? So he's like wearing Presumably. sunglasses to his red streaked eyes. He feels like that's his like shields up, put sunglasses yeah. on. Now, another side note: Jeff Bridges quit smoking marijuana to shoot this movie. Notorious stoner, this guy Jeff Bridges. Stoned out of his gourd most days, and yet he stopped smoking pot to shoot this movie. About well, that well, that's a how. Stoner. Well, that's how. Uh important it was for him to portray what what he perhaps felt had potential and what ultimately did become the ultimate portrayal of a stoner in all of American cinema. He want he wanted to be completely, you know, he needed to be sober and clear to to, to give that his all. He cared a lot about this. <laughs> he did. He did. All right, should we button, put a pin, pop the ping? Bat, batten down the scrub scrub boards? Yeah. Places? Okay. Poop deck. do that. <laughs> Shove me in the poop shack and call me Sally. I think we could do that, probably. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Deed. Boop. Beep. <laughs> All right. Is that all we have to do? Is that how we end it? That's how we end it. We could just end it with me going poop deck. <laughs> so wait, does that mean it's over now? or? It's, it's really over. I'm still recording, but we are going to cut it off at some when point. It says poop deck. I like poop deck. Poop deck. You can deck. just even end before the... And just poop deck. Poop deck. Just, just done poop. right there. Poop deck. Next time on... Gutter balls. This will not stand this aggression against uh, Kuwait. Two, one, three, two, three, coins. Go!